Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis. Join one of the Adelaide 36ers' favourite sons as we deep dive into everything past and present about one of the most storied franchises in the NBL. It's Sixers Fix, your Adelaide 36ers podcast. Hello and welcome to Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis for another week. And we're on a high. We're coming off an impressive performance from the Adelaide 36ers last week to beat the South East Melbourne Phoenix. And we're going to catch up with CJ Bruton, the head coach, on our Ask the Coach segment, thanks to Sports Card World. Plenty to talk about from our listeners that we'll put to the coach this week on the show. And, of course, a couple of big games to look forward to for the 36ers, starting Friday night at home at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre up against the Tasmania Jack Jumpers before a road trip to Brisbane to take on the Brisbane Bullets on Sunday. So a shortened show for this week. Unfortunately, the life of Scott Ninnis is a, is a busy one right now. The Premium Wine Tours world is starting to pick back up again. His coaching career at the South Adelaide Panthers is getting very close to picking up and it's hitting fever pitch. So unfortunately, he's a busy man this week and he hasn't been able to quite join me. I'm Chris Pike, but what we will do is we'll catch up with their coach, CJ Bruden, to talk about a lot of things, and we hope that is enough to get you by for this week. And we promise you, next week, we'll be back with Scott Ninnis, and we'll have plenty to talk about. But for now, thanks to Sports Card World, which you can check out, of course, in the Region Arcade in the Adelaide City Centre or at sportscardworld.com.au. Let's get straight to our Ask the Coach segment with the one and only CJ Bruden. Okay, back on Sixers Fix with Scott Ninnis, and we've got the coach with us again for Ask the Coach on the show this week, CJ Bruton, thanks to Sports Card World. Now, CJ, it's fair to say it's a bit of a hectic world we're living in right now. How are you travelling? Well, I'm definitely holding up okay, Chris. Uh, yeah, it's definitely been uh, frustrating at different times and difficult, but um, um, in the sports world, it's, it's been as, probably as frustrating as it can be throughout one season. You know, losing Isaac and obviously Bear getting injured and guys that over there and out. Different injuries to different players. Um, and having to miss games, uh, it's been frustrating. But every club has had to go through the same stuff. And as of where we are right now, it's been focused on the next game. And while we've had some, some solid games, we've had some close some close games where we haven't won and close games we have got over the hump. So you you got to take for what it is and keep preparing one game at a time. And I think that... Um, uh, this week is putting in the extra effort to make sure that we can um, give ourselves the best chance to go and win. To me, the game on Sunday against the Phoenix was probably the most complete performance by the team all, all season. I mean, were you, were you pretty happy in reflection of, of that performance? Um, I, was, I was happy with attention to detail, definitely. Um, I think every coach wants, you know, when you go over the game plan to try and win a game and when you stick to it and See it being successful, it's, it's everyone buying into here's what I've asked you to do, and you're doing it, and this is how we are getting the win. And when you start going out into their own comfort zone, and they, for some reason, the player feels like, you know, well, my guy's going out too far, or whatever they're doing, uh, it, 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 can, it can go pear shaped very quickly from, as you've seen, a 21 to 9 lead to turn into it's 26 25. <laughs> Not just making making shots, the shots that you take, which allow for them to get back in the ballgame. 
So there's there's two sides to it, but um, when they when they do the right thing, it gives me a lot more hope than and belief that trust in the process, and we'll, we'll come away with give ourselves the best chance to win. Hiram Harris, I loved your comments about him after the game, and obviously he's got a long way to go if he's going to get you know to the level that somebody like a Dylan Boucher or a Mika Vakona got to. But he's got that kind of energy about him, doesn't he, where he just gives his absolute all every time he's out on the court. He never gives up on a possession or a loose ball, and he's a bit of a reluctant scorer and shooter, but he's capable when he wants to. I mean, can you just expand on your, your thoughts on him a little bit? Yeah, Hiram is... Uh... Yeah, I've seen that from a young age, watched him develop uh, into the player he is today. And like you said, it's, it's the toughness. Uh, there's certain things, attributes that, and characteristics that guys have that can make him a winner mm-hmm. and, and, and a winner in their role. And he's one guy that's always about his teammates, trying to understand and learn as much as possible um, on the floor, putting in the extra work, getting his reps up. As you would, as you would expect anyone in that sort of role that eager to be. If this was the NBA, players would do this backwards. And, and I'm not going to say any names, but there's players at all sorts of levels that don't put in that sort of effort once they get to this sort of level. From the NBL or the next level up, they just think that they've arrived. And for Hiram, he's, he's not that he's never satisfied, like he's happy with where he's at, but he knows it's an honour to be here. And the work that the work rate that he works at just sets him apart from other guys that I've seen to have this sort of opportunity. And again, his play is come as that. He's, he's a guy that, as you said, he can score the ball. Um, and in the Zealand League, he's one of the more dominant players in that competition, which gives me a, a lot of hope of, uh, as I said earlier, trying to break habits and untrain them and reteach them. It's like what you see Creaky doing, like Creaky does it at a, at a different level. And probably unfair to compare the two of them. But the toughness that Ricky has and how he plays with and the pride that he plays with and the passion he plays with, Hiram has in it. So he's similar stuff in third player. No, fantastic. All right, that's enough from me, CJ. Let's get to our listeners' questions. And one of these questions, you'll pick a winner, thanks to SportsCard World, to win a 2021-22 Panini Donruss Blaster Box, valued at $89.99. First question up, Kasia Adams has asked... Given how well the team came together on Sunday and showed what they're capable of, will you be looking to re-sign some of this season's players to keep consistency moving into next season? Good question. Yeah, I'm kind of every every game. Everyone's trying to everyone's playing to showcase what they're capable of bringing, not only for for now but for the future, and not just for my team but for everyone else to see. I think that the re-signing. Is, is definitely an interesting topic because of where the season's at right now and that's for, for everybody, not just us, uh, who's available uh, and how they all complement each other. And right now, I think uh, with the group that I've got, it's always finished the season and staying focused while you while you always got uh, looking towards the future. It's how, how do these guys help us now to win? And I need to make sure that you get the right pieces. As you know, this is my first year at the helm and the way that this is all playing out, it's like, you know, there's certain guys that I need to see more of and what I've seen at practice is not enough and, and what I've seen in the games is, isn't quite going to sway me to say, yes, get him over someone else who, who's not here with this club. Um, so I take everything in consideration. Um, 
how they continue to play and how they bond together and how they can deliver my message on the floor uh, and complement each other will go a long way to who stays and, and, and who I look for. Very good. Nate Turner is up next, and he's got a, a he's got a two part question. So I'll ask the first part, and it's on a similar track. So he's asked, with the season coming to an end and players coming coming off contract, also with JVG's departure, how much say will you have on the r- roster construction for next season? I get uh, a lot of say. I think uh, I'll I'll include my support staff, uh, and clearly uh, as an organisation, I'll also include um, some of the some of the way play, like we've got Mac, as you know, with Sunday Detch and, and DJ like this, the leadership group that I have on board will, will have a say, but ultimately I'll, I'll get the final say as I'm a head coach and, and um, again, it will fall back on me of, of how successful we are, which is never falls back on a, on a basketball GM, um, even though they have had a lot, a, a lot of say, a lot of pull and, in the organisation uh, right now, without having JVG there, um, I will have. Yeah, I, I think at the real, at the helm right now, I'll have a lot of, lot of say. But I'll, I'll definitely include everybody in that uh, before making a final decision. Mm-hmm. The second part of Nate's question: Why do you think this season hasn't gone to plan? Would you say COVID injuries, lack of time with the team in the preseason? Uh, there's a number of factors why we're, we're not successful right now. Um, if you ask us from the start of the season, clearly the time frame of my arrival to also having guys that weren't healthy at the start of the year that were, were playing minutes that weren't up to speed or on, on, on pace at that point. Um, but uh, it also comes down to understanding you know, my message as well. Right. So there's the time to travel, there's the COVID. So there's a lot of factors of why you're not successful and then why you're close but you're not over the hump of experience versus um, non-experience. And while in the preseason we played freely and we were able to win five games and um, when the season starts, you know, there's a lot more, I guess I can see the, the body language and you've seen that throughout our games. Our body language has changed and it does when you win and lose games and having a, a mindset and a, and a toughness to you. Um, and everyone's at different levels. I think when you come together, when you're putting a team together, you need to make sure you find that that balance and that core group that has that sort of strength and that backbone that's able to stand up to uh, there's some toughness that go, goes on in sports as in life, and you've got to be able to deal with it the best way. So definitely when you build a group or you put a group together, you've got to have that same place. So there's a lot of reasons why, why you're not successful and there's a lot of reasons why you are. Like sometimes luck's got to play, play a part and, Getting over the hump. First coach not being in, in town, Scott wasn't there, and mm. you know they seem to still got off to a, a, a nice start. And being away from first, you know that bonding on the road, like a lot of these factors. Look at all other sports of travel and, and being away. Well, it can hurt you, can also help you. And for teams like Perth, who have done this a lot and had to travel the furthest away, New Zealand has it's hurt Zealand the most. Well, it's also benefits Perth down the backstretch of this. On the road. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Nick McEwer has got an interesting question about how you approached this last month of the season. So he's asked, is it more important to give give our young players extra minutes over the last few games or to continue to focus on our starters, getting your system better down effectively on both ends of the floor? Very good question. Um, it's ultimately about winning the game. Mm-hmm. So... Um, 
at the, if it's the back end of the season, it's, it's no matter if you're at the start or at the back, it's all about building success. And, and for us to go and compete and be able to win a game, I need to play the starters to, to win a game. If it was the first game or the last game, it's go and win the game. Uh, as for the young kids, it's when you get given the opportunity. If you're, this is not under 12s or under 16s at Australian Championships. This is professional sports, and and while everyone that win loss record playing young kids over just to be playing them, that's what maybe the 76ers did a few years back mm. when Friday got Ben Simmons and Joel and Big, Big Joel and Big. But um, for we, me, it's, we haven't got a number one draft for do we? We don't. So <laughs> for me, it's about winning. So whatever that takes for us to be successful and keep building that culture and that that space. Um, every win counts. Absolutely. Okay, we'll keep moving through these quickly. Kyle Wood is up next. After almost a season, how do you see the squad and what will you be looking to improve on next year to strengthen it? Yeah, very good question. Um, I see the squad as it's, it's still developing. Um, it's, as you've seen at different times, guys have had to come in and, and play roles like Hiram has and Manny stepped in and had a moment, a shining moment and um, you know, Mo's had a moment, and you know our, our bench hasn't collectively, whilst had more run out of everyone, I guess, in in that role. It's keep keep developing in your position and in the game, uh, so that way you can be you can sustain an opportunity and maintain a role in this competition. Because there's, as you know, there's so many college kids that are graduating or looking to come back. Mm. Uh, there's other profiles. There's another. Everyone that's an NCAA that's a senior is, will be now looking for a job. There's people all across the globe, like like Kai Soto, that want an opportunity to come to Australia and participate for an opportunity to be a, not only a next star or an Asia player. And there's only so many jobs per team. So you've got to compete at that level. Um, so definitely developing is the first part um, of getting that right uh, and everyone wanting that space. And as for uh, where I see... So that was seeing the team. And the second part of that question was... What will you be looking to looking forward to improve on next year? Well, I, I need a, I want to play faster. Mm-hmm. Seeing the last couple of games of the pace that we've played at has got us off to a great start. Yeah. The energy that we've played with has been great. Um, clearly, you've got to have um, some some pieces that can really... Like what we haven't had is someone that can... While Duffy can flat out shoot the ball, I still need someone that can come in and, you know, like the Chris Gordon comes off that, he shoots this three ball or that three ball. And, um, but the play at pace and having someone like a, a Clint Seidel or a Todd Lander or those type of players that are in our competition right now playing on other teams, it's, that's, a, that's a respect thing of having, having shooters that can shoot like that and having athletes that can get up and down the floor and having a toughness on the defensive side of the ball. So playing faster is something that I'm, I'm looking to do and having multiple sides. Like right now with Bear and DJ, we can play a style of basketball that's uh, inside and out. You know, then you, when I play with Hiram or, or others, I play faster. Uh, Zach Catone to, you know, when I've got Kai with DJ on that, we're not we're not playing as fast as, what we, as I can do with other groups on the floor. But you've got to have that balance. And so definitely improving in that space, um, making sure you get the pieces right that can again, complement each other and, and and play both styles when they're on the floor. Absolutely. Okay, we've got two more, and they're a little bit different, so we'll finish off with those. First one comes from Ashley Burrell, and he's asked, who is your favourite coach to play under, 
And has their style influenced the way that you coach? <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, I, don't, I can't just say one one coach because I think I've, I've learned a lot from them and I like to think that I've taught them a lot in our journey. Sure. Being with players, so there wasn't uh, one style. Clearly, when I was with Sydney Kings, we had a we played at a fast pace, had a lot of talent on that group as I did in, in Brisbane. I mean, all, all, all the championships had talent and they had depth, um, they had consistency and they had toughness to it uh, and experience. So clearly, you need to have those things to, to compete at any level. So I can't say for any coach, obviously Andre's gone on and, and coached the national team and, and done great things and finishing fourth and being one point or one opportunity away from having a medal yeah. on a couple of cases. So uh, with, a, with a group of Australian youth and, and senior um, all committed to the same goal. So I'll probably tip my hat more his way in that sort of space um, where, where that sits. But, um, and th- th- sorry, Chris, I need to hear the second part of that question. And did they influence the way that you coach? As for influencing how I coach the game, no. I think uh, I've come in to the game as a young kid. We get to put my own stamp on it. Um, I've tried to play certain ways the way that my coach wants to play. I've also tried to implement certain things that I think fits best with my group and hopefully sway my coach in that sense. So I think I'll, I'll come with my own brand of, they want to influence how how I play, but the game there's only certain ways that you can play in, in this sport. <laughs> mm. So they want influence. They wouldn't have influence on how I do it, but um, I think the players that I have will influence how I go about it because their attributes and how they're able to, and their skill set. I'll have to rejig to make sure it balances to the best of their skill set and get the most out of them. No, I think that's a that's a great great answer. Okay, the last one from Scott Dunlop. Okay, he's got a comment to start with. Firstly, used to watch you back in the day and you balled out, so he's a big fan. And then his question, you played both in the USA and Australian basketball. For aspiring players, what advantages are there from playing in in a different country? Uh, the advantages of playing in different countries, I think, first you get a, a better understanding of what it's like to I've been in Europe as well, and yeah. it's, being an import is a little different than just being a local kid. Puerto Rico, um, too. Yeah, yeah, Puerto Rico and Israel and other other spots. And that next level of there's a you've got to deliver, right? Like you're an elite player. There's not there's only so many jobs in this space per country, per you know per league, and and then while there's different levels at the elite level, you're you need to be more consistent. So, you know, getting your fleet right, eating right, and delivering that, uh, where the level of play and understanding it, there's more athletes in certain areas and other, in other leagues than in our competition. Right? Like, if you're being real, um, there's a skill set that, you know, like in the States, the pick is, you know, everyone wants to go that side of the world. Uh, there's only so much that in certain countries that they teach you too. Because once you're a turn pro, it's using your skill set to the best of your advantage all the way through from once you go to, once you leave uh, an Australian junior championships or playing whatever club basketball that you're playing on, you go to a college in the States, they're not going to help you really improve. It's what's best for our team to go and win whatever conference we're in or whatever we're, we're playing in. Where international basketball is, you're an elite player, uh, we're asking you to score 15 points a game pretty much and, 
uh, and get 10 rebounds and help us win a ball game. You've got to be able to defend certain guys. Certain matchups are more for you and finding a way to defend, and that's where the team comes together. But your consistency on delivery will also mean that you get your next job, where in Australia as a local, um, you're not really going on another team. If you, I've signed you for three years. You're here for three years. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no thing in change until your contract rubs out where overseas as an import, it's like, you know, you might be gone, you might make six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> if you make the whole year, you've done very good. <laughs> and if you're one of our top players, we're trying to retain you, which everyone else around the competition who signed you signed one year import is trying to outbid us to get you. Uh, so what makes the difference of why you want to stay with us when that we've got less money than the other team, but we've built a relationship and an understanding we'd love for you to be a part of helping us build build for the future and, and be a part of this, you know, which is history. Absolutely. No, fantastic answer. Okay, CJ, you've got a tough job to do now to decide who wins the, the Panini Donruss Blaster Box, thanks to Sports Card World. Which question stood out to you? Um, I think a uh, question that stood out most to me is, um, I guess where, where we sit right now is just about the, where our team's at, developing the team, and then is that building for the future? Play guys or give guys certain opportunities to play. Yeah, good, good. That was a great question. So Nick Nick McEwo is our he's our winner, and first time he's been a winner this year. He's he's sending a question just about every week. So congratulations to Nick. We'll get you your prize. Thank you for that, CJ. Very generous. We look forward to seeing the team back in action. Just quickly before I let you go, Scotty's just over a week away now from his coaching return at South Adelaide. He's getting a little bit nervous. Have you got any advice for him? <laughs> Uh, I I don't think he needs to be too nervous. Like everyone's nervous when in the NBL one, most teams are playing. They train two days a week, and not, not being able to have like preseason games, like a big build up as we have in the part of the COVID, it kind of will put some people at unease. And everyone wants to be successful, and everyone wants to be top of the ladder in the first two weeks. But it's a long season, as we all know. And while it seems long, it also is short. Mm. You've you've got to keep building. Uh, I think the first month is really of finding who your team is and, and finding, being consistent in certain areas because and then keeping those trademarks high. And I think that Scotty will he'll find that he's, he's experienced the season in this type of, type of role and, uh, and in the game. So he, he's earned the right to find his, find his feet. He'll be fine. <laughs> Alright. I'm sure you'll, uh, you'll appreciate that CJ. I appreciate you taking the time out on the show this week and good luck this weekend. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate it. Big thank you to CJ Bruden for taking so much time with us here on Sixes Fix this week to answer all of your questions and to give some some insight into how things are going right now and how things are going to be looking moving forward for the Adelaide 36ers. And, of course, we've got two big games to look forward to, starting Friday night at the Adelaide Entertainment Centre up against the, the Red Hot and finals contending Tasmania Jack Jumpers, so plenty to look forward to in that game. We hope to see you all there in the building, and then on, of course on Sunday, it's a road trip against the Brisbane Bullets, so that's plenty to look forward to as well. Of course, we'll be back next week, and I'll be joined by Scotty Ninnis, and we've got plenty to talk about about these two games to come. We'll catch you up on everything that's been happening in the world of the 36ers, and of course, we'll have a big preview of his NBA one season, because it'll suddenly only be hours or days away with the South Adelaide Panthers. So we look forward to all of that. Thank you for tuning in and go 36ers.